Let's get right to Kim Forrest, founder, chief investment officer at Boca Capital Partners. Thank you for being with us. We've seen up arrows here across the board. You're watching semiconductors. I believe you like this group. Uh, lots of shortages and restraints that we've experienced in this area. Tell me about the group overall and if you think it's a good play here. Sure. Well, I think it's interesting that in your last segment, um, uh, it was discussed that somebody's coming out with another uh, fund or ETF that's going to cover semiconductors. Um, and I think uh, uh, biotech was another area of growth. And I agreed with them wholeheartedly because we just see that for the longest time, semiconductor um, uh, investors looked to global GDP. If global GDP was rising, you invested in semiconductors. And if it was falling, you took a break. But here's the thing. I think we've eclipsed that kind of easy way to look at semiconductors because so many more products and devices are using them. You know, we have smart everything. I'm never buying a smart toaster, but I bet they make one. But anyhow, um, you know, our mm -hmm. cars are way smarter. And uh, even things like refrigerators and washing machines are um, using a whole lot more semiconductors just to get the job done, or maybe to connect to the internet to tell you when their job is done. So I think it's uh, obviously an exciting time when we talk about this group. You mentioned semiconductors and even biotech being areas of growth going forward. As you have long-term potential plays here and some names on your list that you think have some real potential, can you tell us a little bit about some of the specific investments that you're discussing here? Sure. Well, we like um, a lot of the chip stocks, no kidding. We like AMD, and we're playing that by buying Xilinx right now. Now, Xilinx, that's XLNX, is a company that has made more exotic chips than AMD has been making. Um, and they're used in the 5G arena to connect. Uh, doesn't matter what they're used for, but they're, they're just a little bit more exotic chips. Anyhow, um, we like this buying Xilinx because you're getting kind of a deal. The, the merger is going to um, be all stock. So for um, one share of Xilinx, you'll get 1.7234 shares of AMD. So you, it's a bit of an arbitrage right now that AM, or Xilinx is trading at lower than that exchange rate. So that's why we like that. Um, we like Intel, too, because they have long been behind the ball with respect to manufacturing but we think that they can catch up. And remember, our timeline's pretty long, three to five years. So we're giving three to five years for Intel to turn themselves around. And so that's why we like them here. And again, for Micron, we just like that space and think that there's gonna be a whole lot of buying of uh, the storage-oriented devices, which is what uh, Micron plays into more than the other two. Yeah, so Micron, Xilinx, Intel you have there, and I think you, you, know, you make a good point about 5G. And then you also have SNPS, um, right? Um, Synopsis. Yeah. Tell me about Synopsis. that one. That's a longer-term play? That is a longer-term play, although it's been doing very, very well if you look at the chart. So what Synopsis does is make software that allows designers of um, chips to make them better as they develop them. So it is um, kind of like the, uh, 
sort of a test bed for whether or not the product works or how it works. So it, it's just enabling semiconductor chip designers to make better, faster, stronger chips. And given the new focus on that we've all discovered during the pandemic that pretty much everything is made in Taiwan, it's a good bet that semiconductors will be moving their um, and growing their uh, design and build manufacturing area, uh, fab plants around the world. So we think that this company has a pretty good shot at an expanding um, addressable market as more chip companies come into being. It's interesting because I know that you always look at the um, the subsectors or not AMD, but I like Xilinx because, and you always have a real gift of uh, digging in and trying to find the underlying investment that maybe is not as crowded of a trade. Um, that being said, are you feeling optimistic overall about the market? You know, I know semiconductors seems to be a favorite area of yours, but are you feeling somewhat bullish over the next year or two or three for investors? Uh, well, I always am. That's my default. Like if I was a negative person, I probably would have been drawn to bonds. It's kind of an investing joke. Just go with it. Anyhow, right. they are kind of, <laughs> they are the downers of the market. But, and truly, they need to be, right, in their job. Not, not they, uh, you know, uh, disrespecting anybody. But um, no, I do think that this um, gradual pull out of uh, COVID is not happening in a coordinated worldwide way. So I think that various sections of the world are going to come up and spin out. I think that the U.S. has been a leader in this area, but then we have Europe and Asia to follow and then other areas of the world. So the U.S.-based companies that have a global footprint, I think, have a pretty good shot of an extended growth period at this time.